I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the area. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Emerson! Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast with me, Johnny Bullock. And today I'm joined with the editor and owner of the Fly Me at the Moon magazine. He's a Millsborough Town hero and yeah. celebrity um, and a Millsborough legend and a real representative of the football club as well. It's Rob Nichols. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, pleasure. Really good to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, let's start with the negative first. Right. Let's start about Villa. Mm. Um, we just spoke off air about you went the game yeah. on Saturday. I sold my ticket. But <laughs> what, was your, what was your thoughts on the, on the Borough display? Uh, well, you got off lightly, didn't you? Yeah, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, to, to, to lose two games at home and take the lead twice. <laughs> Same pull. Fletcher scores. Yeah. And that, that that was pretty gutting. We mm. thought we were about to sort of really consolidate our place in the playoff, didn't we? Yeah. We thought fifth place, not sixth place. Mm. People were pretty down. Different different reasons behind the two games, mm. really. I thought Brentford outplayed us yep. for large Great. parts of that game. Um, uh, then it was very different in the next game. that, that it, it turned on, on a decision, really, didn't it? Mm. And... and and I think rightly the red cards rescinded everything. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's quite tight that game, really. Mm. And then we go to we go to Villa. We pick a quite a defensive lineup, obviously, yeah. uh, and we get turned over mm. uh, in in the same way that they they turned us over at home. Yeah, which is interesting because why are they not top of the league? <laughs> They've had such a weird season, Aston Villa. Yeah. Like really weird. You'd expect them being the top six, and I think they obviously they are in there now, and I think they'll probably stay there at the end of the season. But when I when I seen the Villa lineup, I thought that's overly yeah. that's overly defensive, and it doesn't really give the players much confidence. Um, I think obviously with the last two games that you mentioned, yes, I agree. Brentford are completely outplayed us. I think they're that's probably one of the best performances I've seen we've had in a long time from an away side. Yeah, um, and obviously Villa can go under that under that as well. Um, but in terms of Preston, I thought you're right. They said really unlucky at the start. I thought Danny Ayala was. I thought it was the right decision at first. Right, and I was. Everyone thought, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but then I watched it all over again, and I was like, ah, he's, he's winning quite rash there. So, but then like I've look, I keep, I keep looking at different angles, and yeah. di- each angle see, sees it differently. Um, but I'm kind of, I was glad it got rescinded yeah. in the end. Would have been four games. Yeah, it would have been. And 
I'm on this podcast. I quite I say that Daniel is a bit of a liability, a little bit. He's right. like a ticking time bomb for most games. Would you like agree with that, or do you think, or do you think Daniel is like really solid? Well, he picks up a lot of bookings without yeah. a doubt. More bookings. His, his red cards usually come after two bookings, don't they? Yeah. Actually, uh, and and yeah, Sheffield United, isn't it? With what you're probably thinking of the the game there. Should he have made that second challenge? Yeah. He got he, he he did two bad tackles really close together. Another game where and another 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 uh, ground where we we always sort of struggle. Really, yeah, we do struggle. Uh, they're so strong at home, season after season, Sheffield United, which is just maybe like a a, a template for where we could be because it's it, it's the flip side, isn't it, for us this season? We've been so poor at home, and therefore it, it's putting pressure on us again and again. And the the we were we were much better away until we <laughs> until the Villa game. Um, I suppose you go back before the, before the even before the two home games and the fact that we were disappointed at Wigan, we drew nil nil, yeah. didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that obviously brings us to a big failing this season in not being able to put away the chances. Yeah. It's been right the way through the season, uh, and um, I, I don't know. Uh, Ayala's a, a strong guy, and and you probably in this league you see some matches where where referees just let everything go. Yeah. And so you you need somebody who can be who can who can do that who can who can really be uh, powerful at the back and and uh, and yeah maybe put his arms all over the place because because yeah. the, the the opposition get away with it yeah, it's yeah. it's difficult uh, but yeah but right now obviously we're in a pretty difficult position and 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 we're really thankful for this little bit of a break oh yeah absolutely yeah. I, I, I think it's a perfect time for us to like, yeah. kind of stop regroup and, and go again but, yeah because I mean because yeah, actually saying, you just said about what you said about like Brentford and Preston mm. look what happened to Brentford they, they, they got hammered the next game yeah there's, there's there's very few teams that have got like consistency we talk about Villa aren't we mm-hmm. we expect them yeah. to, to go on now and, 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 and be in the top six because of the players they've got yeah. but why why were they not there already I know it, it, was, it felt like it was like Steve Bruce a little bit wasn't it and even though Steve Bruce did a, I think he did a great job at Aston Villa to you know when the first came down Roberto Di Matteo took over and spent a yeah. lot of money um, he came in he's, he, he kind of consolidated them and, and got them into the playoffs and I thought he I thought he was doing a great job but I feel like they just need, he couldn't stay there any much longer because no. the fans had turned um, I think Dean Smith came in he's, he's he probably will do a good job, and if he does, if he replicates what he did with Brentford a little bit in terms of bringing that style, I think it'll really suit the Aston Villa uh, players, and they'll probably get into. Well, they'll probably stay in the playoffs and may push for a promotion. Not this season, but maybe next season. I think that'll probably be quite for them. But I think Villa have the players. They have. I think they now have the mentality. I think they didn't have the mentality under Steve Bruce, um, and I think they're a very very tough team to beat now. Mm. I think there's going to. You always get one team that comes mm. from nowhere. And I think that could potentially be that team. But the, the one lesson we've got from this uh, this season is um, take take Preston, mm. the, go on a surge, a real surge and run. And if it hadn't been for that that sending off, yeah. I thought they looked really nervous against us. It was almost like it caught up with them. Thought, yeah. Oh, ten games since we've been beaten. Now, but now now we really have to press it, press home. Bristol City, two seasons in a row, they kind of seem to have gone on a really good run and then fallen off oh. a cliff. And t- but look right the way through the division. Hull City went had had a really good run. There's nobody can sustain it for too long, yeah. and I wonder whether it's because uh, clubs haven't got much money right mm. the way through the league, and they lose a couple of uh, good players, good players yeah. from their team, and 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 then the, and they haven't got that advantage anymore. Mm. Well, Villa, Villa the same really. There's, yeah. You know. 
I think one or two players that are really vital to them. Yeah, Villa have sort of quality on quality, and they have, they have the depth to, yeah. to actually do it. And it was actually a massive surprise to see them do so poor at the start of the season. Obviously, but you expect them to be where they are now. And I think last season was a bit of um, what's probably the best word to say a blip. What is it? A blip? A blip in the championship system a little bit with Wolves. Um, Wolves were just incredible all season. Yeah, they just didn't drop points yeah. at all. Um, I think that's probably a blip, but. I think you're right. I don't think a lot of clubs have enough money to sustain the quality th- yeah. throughout the season. Um, but do you think Tony Pulis des- deserves credit for where we are at the moment, or do you think do you think we've been a bit lucky to be or a bit fortunate to be where we are? No, I don't. I don't think we are. I don't think. I, I don't think you can be fortunate in that way. Um, they did, even even after the last week. The, the, the defence is still really stingy isn't it yeah. we've just been talking about Ayala but mm. but before those last games there was nobody in the league that had conceded as few goals as us so that's that's not that's not on, by accident um, we've never been able to sign the players Pulis obviously has never been able to sign the players he wants Yeah, he's never been able to replace Bamford Triori and he, even even when he had Bamford and Triori he still wanted more pace mm. and, and more front players so, so he's never been able to do that um, so he's organised us. He's been really unpopular with the sort of football. Yeah. But I wonder if we were suddenly to go on a run now. It'd be, it looks unlikely, but yeah. the, the way this I'm saying is the way that this championship's been. Teams have just kept flip flipped from one extreme to another. If we were to go on a run now and we got in the playoffs, I wonder. If, I wonder how many people would come back. Yeah, <laughs> or, 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 you know, behind him. It, it, yeah, he's, he's a very experienced. He's a real organiser. And he would say that we had to face some financial realities. Mm. He doesn't want us to. He, he reckons maybe that that we chucked too much money at it last season. And I know everyone's going mad about that now, but I think if you if you if you if you get a new manager, surely you you, you kind of back him to the yeah. hilt, and you and you back his decisions because mm. he's just he's just come in. But it, it, now it looks like he, he's sort of. Made us really top heavy. Yeah. He brought he brought a lot of similar players really in, in in a way. It did look weird when we started the season. It looks as if we were trying to going back to the start of last season when we played Wolves. Yeah. We went. It looks as if we were trying to play with three centre forwards. Mm. It was it was it was really odd in, in a way. But um, it, it's it's it, I guess it's difficult when you're buying players at that at this at that at sort of this sort of bracket that that um, it's difficult to to know whether they're going to be consistent or not Tony Mowbray had to buy from a, a division oh, below yeah. really and he always argued that that people that, that that's why he got inconsistency because the, that's why they that's why they were playing at that level hmm. and he, he would even be talking about um, Cariola and Adoma at that point saying that they, they were if if they were consistent wingers that they'd be pushing on above that level I think arguably they both they both really became much better didn't they at, hmm. at Middlesbrough but it's yeah, obviously at the moment Tony Pulis is, uh, is 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 not a popular man really, and 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 I guess that's worrying for the football club in the fact that they they floated the season ticket early birds, mm-hmm. um, with with two two uh, home games coming, which seemed like a really good tactic, but it's losing those two games, um, it it makes it a bit worrying for next season. Yeah, and. I was going to come on to this ticket ticket part um, mm. in a second. So I know you went to the fo- uh, football league. Mm. Um, it was like a meeting last night for the it was a football it? Yeah. supporters federation and sports direct. The the, the the two football 
fan bodies have come together into one yeah. into one uh, uh, entity. I haven't got a name yet, and uh, <laughs> and that's part of like a, a, a working with the government where um, they're trying to make uh, all the football speak to each other. So um, I, I go as a representative of the uh, Middlesbrough Sports Forum, yeah. which meets every month, and every club now has to have some kind of forum, some oh, yeah. sort of interface with fans. Mm-hmm. So our forum, we have like 12th Man, Red Army, um, Middlesbrough Sports South, Middlesbrough Supporters Club, uh, yeah. me from Flying at the Moon. Uh, we have a few different people. We also invite a couple of people who are independents each mm-hmm. meeting. So we meet with the club. We ask people what sort of issues do you want us to discuss with the club? And then we have a we, we, we talk with a couple of people from the executive of the football club, yeah. so the people who can make decisions. Mm-hmm. And we don't always agree, but we have a meeting okay. about it. And then uh, a couple of times a season, I go off to London and meet with people from different clubs yeah. around a table. In fact, we changed that this this time because <laughs> it was getting it was going to be a too big a table. <laughs> so we've 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 changed the way that it's it's been done so that everyone gets a chance to speak, and we have an agenda. And yeah, ticket ticket uh, reciprocal ticket prices was one one was one thing about away yeah. fans, just specifically for the championship. This is the meetings. I went to I went to a couple when it was Premier League. And we actually met at the Premier League headquarters as well, oh, really? which was good. Uh, but this is this is for EFL clubs. Diff- you have different sort of um, problems, really. But the, the, yeah, we were t- discussing things like um, possible reciprocal away fan ticket deals. Could could we get together as fans and could we influence in some way mm-hmm. um, football clubs? Um, another one was the the thing that you, you might have seen in the press quite a lot about about um, fans fare rail yeah, travel. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the news wasn't as good. Um, it mm-hmm. seems like all the press went out before it's actually come together. Yeah. It's possibly going to be looking at a pilot in 2020 with six clubs from one region piloting um, uh, some kind of um, scenario where all sorts of things but if a match gets changed for TV yeah. you, you, if you bought your ticket in advance which you've got to because it's so expensive that you'll be able to reuse that ticket oh, yeah. uh, without any penalty um, on the rearranged game that's the kind of thing that that hopefully is going to uh, go, go to come in, and the the transport minister, or was it sports minister? <laughs> the, it, in the the government anyway uh, are really keen that that it happens then. Mm. So um, that's that's the sort of thing yeah. we discuss. What's your thoughts on the the ticket price increase at the club? Do you think it could be probably be justified? If, especially I think if we won the back to back games, I think it would get a bit <sighs> better. Um, a better intake, but do you think it's it's justified the the pay increase? I think it's really really hard because I think it's obviously it's a deprived area, and the football club here are really push everything on season tickets. That's what mm. they that's what they believe that, that the only way they can make enough income. And then on the other hand, I think I think everybody on the chat in the championship seems to be on the edge. You've seen Derby County, yeah, with, with with their owner, the Candy Crush man. He's got loads and loads of money. He's done phenomenal amount at Derby. He's put, he's even put heating in the concourses. He's going to knock down all the walls of the concourses, and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to move the stadium outwards so that they've got more different food franchises. He does all these sort of things, but now he's yeah. now he's, he's he can't afford to lose as much money because um, you, you can. Financial fair play, you can do things to your stadium yeah. uh, outside of the financial fair play, and that's what he's been doing. Um, so, if he can't afford it, it just shows how difficult it is. And we look yeah. at Bolton, mm-hmm. the, Bolton the, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, winding up order, and I, and I believe Coventry City are uh, 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 um, as well. Yeah, well, they're, they're on the tightrope of being thrown out of the league, apparently. Mm. So it's 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 really really difficult. It's it's you've, you've got the two things, haven't you? Yeah, and and I don't know. I mean, I would always like want to fight for the cheapest possible prices, and I I, I, yeah. I would I would really like the Walker prices to be a lot cheaper. I yeah. would like there to be more. Uh, Tickets around the ground, the north stand, I think, should be have more concessions for people. Uh, well, more concessions in line with the south stand. Yeah. Um, I'm really disappointed at that, and we we bring that up at meetings again and again. And, and there's some people in the football club totally agree with us. Um, but it, it's just really, I think it's really really hard for them to, to to make money. I think people got to remember that we don't actually. No one's taking money out of the club at all. Yeah. That the owner is recycling the money. And in fact, putting in as much as he's allowed to yeah. every year. So he's no one's on the make. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 maybe the financial reality that, and I, I think it's I think they're being forced into it as well because of the Sky situation with all yeah. the matches being on the red button. Yeah, I think, seeing, I think that's really difficult for fans, especially especially if like say if we want say Ipswich away with yeah. prime example this year. Why would I go and pay like thirty pounds say for the ticket and forty pounds for maybe my travel and then. Where I can just sit at home and watch it on the red button. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. It's the the con- obviously it's for you it's for you to be a little bit different. You don't you, you haven't missed a game since nineteen ninety nine. No. So it's <laughs> it's it's different for you. But I think when yeah obviously yeah, I think I just don't think everyone's is, can be as dedicated no. to that and, and probably cannot afford that either. Um, so I think Sky do help in that respect, but it's also like well, you need help football clubs out a lot more as well. Well, I they're not putting much back with, in, are they? With TV, well, TV money is a fine example. I think. Um, Premier League, the money That's that phenomenal. teams get is phenomenal. Yeah. But why isn't the Championship getting that? The Championship is a fantastic division. Really, yeah. it's, it's it's really unpredictable. It's entertaining, yeah. um, and it could really be pitched as like a, a ticket to the ticket to destiny, or even even as a Premier League too. It could be really remarketed and restructured to actually bring in a lot of income, not just from here but from abroad as well. But I just never, I just don't see the progression that they're going to make. That dis- really was yeah exactly. I was really disappointed with the last deal that, that that was done with with Sky. It was it was more money than they'd ever had before, but it was a long term deal, which yeah. is what they keep striking long term deals. And the way things are changing, that that there could be totally different players involved next season. Um, um, media people, you know, that that might have been interested. They've tied themselves to something that's going to last for years and years, and they're not getting very much money yeah. really. And it, as you say. That the league, this league is pretty strong. It does have really big attendance, especially. It's much bigger than anywhere second second string in in Europe, isn't it? It's much bigger, really. So it's a, and it, and and in fact, it's the, the attendances are, are bigger than a lot lot of the, uh, of, of, of the of the first divisions in Europe. So it's and 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 there's so much at stake at the top, um, and and yeah, they seem to have sold away sold an awful lot with that, and almost kind of sold the future. I think um, with like ticket prices and the Walker prices being so high at the club, I think that, I agree with that's completely that's really disappointing. Especially like say if I'm bringing my partner to the game and obviously she's she loves watching the Borough play. Obviously she leads fan on the on the on the law, but it's like she yeah. <laughs> she, she she likes going and um, but it's like it's costing me like thirty quid to to get her in, so that's like I'm already thirty quid down, and then we'll yeah. go out for food or something like that. And then it's like it comes an expensive do. Uh, but when I look at clubs like in, in Germany, for example, they do more of like an upsell approach. And I was speaking to Jimmy Lees, um, who's marketing director at Mabel, and he's also on like Red Army TV. And I don't know if you've spoken yeah, to Jimmy, Jimmy before, have, yeah. but 
Um, we are about upselling and what the, the the strategy is is more like putting the tickets quite down, putting the tickets down, mm. but putting everything inside up a little bit more, like more like merchandise, food. Like, do you know where we have like a family zone? We can yeah. really upsell that part of the part of the business, and maybe that might put on more of like a. It might be more effective than you know. I say if you can get thirty thousand people in the stadium every mm. week for a low t- ticket price, but then you upsell them in, you're probably going to make that money back anyway. So yeah. Well, they must have a, a model to do that. Um, I, I know that the, they don't reckon that they make very much money at all from mm. people um, from people in the concourse compared to the ticket price. It's it's quite a small fraction, I think, at the moment. But maybe that. Uh, but there's a new there's a new ticket office man- manager, and actually I got invited to a meeting tonight, but it was it was really short notice, so oh. and I'm here. But, um, <laughs> I I think he might have. I think he might have more flexibility than ticket officer, ticket office managers in the past, and he comes with mm. quite a lot of experience. So um, I've been told that you know that it, it could be quite exciting. He, he he might have, he might be looking at all sorts of different models for mm. ticketing, much more flexible yeah. ticketing. What, what would you like to see? What would you like like to change if you could? Um, I definitely think walk-up pricing needs to be addressed, and I also think that, that there has to be sort of flexibility in that um, people can only make so many matches a season. Uh, maybe bundling midweek matches together. Some people can only go to midweek matches. Yeah. Um, but that is going to be a real. I think that's going to be a really big problem in the future. That that if you can watch a match on the red button, not just away matches, but how do you make sure that the fans go to the home matches? Yeah. So that's going to be a challenge, and it, it's kind of all the ideas of, of, of how do you make it more. I I don't know whether you talk about all of the, everything around the football because the footballs that we we're always like going back years and years. We always just say look at look at other sports, look at America. Mm-hmm. You're making an event, but the football's the event itself, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I don't think you it, you're kidding yourself when you think there's other things that can be done. I know they're doing something like. I believe that the, the, they've got a container that, that, that they're going to get for the for take that and then use it as a an outside bar for mm-hmm. next season. Right. So looking at stuff like that, but um, I don't think they've got the finance to do a lot of the changes that might have happened if if they'd been if we stayed in the Premier League. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I think that's. But uh, yeah, I think that the walk up tickets prices for me needs addressing. But you are faced with some season ticket holders. And I know this is a fact. Who complain about that? Mm. Which is, yeah. It. I think it's because if if you pay for season ticket, you expect well, you expect the walk up prices to be like the same for like what how much how much whatever you pay for a season ticket. Say if it's like twenty five pound a game, uh, for a season ticket, you kind of want it to be the same or a little bit above because you you want to know how much you want to get your money's worth, don't I you? I think it's still. I, for me, there's still a big sort of margin there, yeah. isn't there? Mm, it's it's still a big. I don't know the, the full margin, so it would just be take more of a guesswork. But I feel like as a season ticket holder, you kind of want the, you want to see the value of having yeah. a season ticket. Well, I, the, for me, from North Stand, I'm I'm paying like about eighteen quid or less a ticket if I'm going to all the matches. Mm. That's the way I look at it. Then, then if I was to buy my ticket for the match, I'd be paying about thirty quid. So there, mm. there, there is. There is a big margin, I think. Do you think the football um, that obviously we're playing at the moment? Do you think that plays a part in the, the tickets as well? Um, obviously, Tony Pulis has been criticised yeah. throughout the season, and obviously a bit of last season as well. Um, that it's just like lump ball, it's boring, it's, yeah. it's it looks dejected. No one seems interested. Do you think that plays a part 
um, with people wanting to go to the games. Like yeah, that. I think so, definitely. Um, as a lot of people don't like the way he plays football, and obviously he has he brings a reputation. Yeah, he, he got he's got that baggage around him, whether it's justified or not. Uh, I thought last season we had one of the best players that I've ever seen playing Middlesbrough in, in Australia. It was phenomenal. And to listen to listen to people still saying about about now when he's at Wolves, if only he had a finished product, because he he did have a finished product last season. Yeah, he did. And and that's. That's really it's really sad to hear, but he's obviously he's at, he's at a really good club now that, mm. that they're going places wolves, aren't they? Yeah. So yes, but then again, I think back to when Tony Mowbray was here. Wasn't Tony Mowbray all about? It was it was about it was all about um, having like as much homegrown talent as possible. He could only like, he could only like get free transfers, and he was yeah. also about attacking football. Yeah. And people despaired about the, has conceded so many goals. It's do we do we have to look in the middle? You're talking yeah. about. My, you said to me about how you started watching uh, football every week under 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 Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren, yeah, that's and what I started. Obviously, we 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 we, we there was times like I guess that's a villa that absolutely hammered us. <laughs> the lad runs on the pitch, yeah. throws a ticket. I saw him three weeks later at Bucharest, at Story of Bucharest. I was talking to him there, <laughs> and I thought, I mean, he was really lucky that Steve Gibson said said saw him afterwards and said, "Don't worry, you 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 can get your ticket back and everything." But I, I wondered about. How could people, how could people not have thought through the fact that that actually we're actually playing in Europe? We're playing it. We've got the opportunity. We're going to Bucharest. I, I, I've been uh, a fan for a long, long time. So perhaps I could put it into perspective and think I would never have dreamt that we'd be doing that. And of course, we we went on that. We 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 hammered Chelsea three 0 that season. Mm-hmm. After that, but a lot of people still were really negative that season. Yeah, and um. And we were having a go. We were trying to attack teams. Yeah. Well, people uh, people always forget the negative side of things. And obviously, Brendan Bryan Robson is kind of seen as the golden era yeah, of Millsborough Football Club. But yet, we lost two finals, got relegated. Yeah. Um, Emerson was going missing. Ravnelli didn't want to didn't want to be here with quotations. And yeah. um, our defence was absolutely shocking. Both Premier League seasons, we went on really long runs where we couldn't we couldn't score a goal or whatever we we, we lost game after game didn't we mm, yeah. it's, it's like rose tinted um glasses a little bit with 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 those type of things so obviously under mclaren we had some diet it was kind of it was dire football at times and yet we were still grinding out results and we had some fantastic players there mm. um felt sorry a little i felt sorry for gareth southgate a little bit obviously the money dried up for him and you know he kept us in the the division, the the first season. I think that's. I think it was a good achievement. Yeah, he was. He was here for three years. People was, forget about yeah. those first two years, don't they? Yeah, I think they were a good achievement, and then obviously he, it went downhill from there. Gordon Strachan, the less said, the better. Yeah. Um, Tony uh, Tony Mowbray, I think, was yeah. very unlucky again. Ayo Crank was a great era for. I think it was a good yeah, era. Yeah. It was really. I think it was an exciting era to have Ayo Cranker in. Um, Some would say they weren't excited about the football. Yeah, exactly. But I thought I really enjoyed that type of football because right. it was like a, more of like a possession style, and it's something that yeah. I implement when I coach as well. It's okay. more of like possession of three, normally play three at the back, um, and play with uh, three four three with holding and, midfielders. Yeah, with it's more of like a fluid formation, a little bit like Brentford of how they were playing the quick interchange passing and getting up the pitch a little bit quicker um, rather than like the long hoof ball. Um, and the, my point was going to be is and we appreciate style and we appreciate style to a degree but do you think fans would be happy if Tony Pulis was winning 1-0 every week with mm-hmm. dire football but we were top of the league actually I think some people wouldn't because I think some people don't don't like uh, maybe the more purists that they don't like that sort of football because there's been they've been 
times this season when we have been doing that mm -hmm. and, and there's still some people that, that, that don't enjoy it but you said about Wolves being an aberration last season in the, in the way mm -hmm. they and an awful lot of teams get out this league by grinding their way out and, yeah. and, and being very physical don't they mm. and thinking back to most teams there's not that many teams nowadays that do go down and bounce straight back up Newcastle have done it twice in, yeah. in the last and both times they've had a really physical team and they've, they've gone for a big centre forward and things like that um, and uh, you can think every, every year there's one team that Cardiff when they went up yeah. it was awful football but it was it, it, it was effective somehow and you'd like to go with you'd like to entertain yeah. because it, it's not just about going to the Premier League and there's, and there's the fear isn't there mm. the fear that how badly we did last time and that, that our team is weaker now and <laughs> how, how could we seriously hope to do anything but come straight back down it's and, and that isn't that's not a good way to look at it but I'm sure if we went into that last game as we did with Karanka against Brighton that the stadium would be absolutely packed and mm. and that uh, surely all would be forgotten and forgiven if, if, if we were to get the necessary points to go up a mm. point as it was in that game. Do you think, do you think it, it, was, it was right to sack Karanka when we did? I thought uh, I thought when we went up whatever we had to do we had to look at Sean Dyche at, at Burnley yeah, agree. and you, you, you've got to stick with the manager because you've, you, you come up and come down and, uh, and, and that's why I can't believe what Huddersfield has done to be honest because yeah. uh, the, the achievement there of, of Wagner is phenomenal not only to get them up because where they come came from nowhere but to keep them up but I thought with Karanka that uh, there was something going on with him I thought mm -hmm. that season and uh, maybe he never really recovered from his last weekend when we went to Charlton mm -hmm. it was a really strange scenario he said some really odd things didn't he the, the yeah. thing when he when he had to go at the fans in a match, um, was it West Ham? A match where yeah. it was a good game. I think I, I don't. Everyone was get, getting behind the team. It was it, we, we lost, but I don't think anyone was dissatisfied. That was a really strange thing to do, actually. Yeah. And, and then uh, he didn't apologise, mm. and and it, and he seemed to be yeah. It just seemed to be a personal thing that he, he was making a lot of decisions that were. Um, uh, very bad decisions that were it was it was it was kind of like stubbornly sticking to to, to to things and it seemed as if the atmosphere was 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 appalling wasn't it and our only chance was we knew we were, it was game after game we, we knew we were going in we were going to lose and we were playing the same style and the same with the same yeah. way and 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 it was just almost like a, a white flag it was and there was there was no no chance of of salvation during a mm -hmm. game a game through any other plan any other plan B or whatever. Yeah, I, I would have liked the club to appoint a new manager um, when Karanka got sacked rather than putting Steve Agnew. Yeah. And I think Steve Agnew is a, is a fantastic coach and from people who know Steve Agnew and I'm quite close with, they, they've always praised Steve yeah. Agnew just as a coach. They say it's excellent, but there's obviously a little bit of a difference between coach and manager. Yeah. And I just don't think he was the right man for the job at the time. Mm. Um, it was obviously, it was a safe option. It was kind of like, right, Hands up, we're down now. White flag thing. One, mm. I think if we had probably crank towards the end, I think we probably could have just scraped it and stayed up. Um, but I think we kind of give up on that. I think if we hired a manager at the time, I think we probably we probably could have stayed up. We got the injection, or like hitting hit the arm that we needed mm. to to really get going and stay in the division. But again, like the appointment of Gary Monk was 
it was criminal really when we look back at it now but yeah at the time yeah, everyone thought he was a really good up and coming manager but it was it, it became clear that uh, when I got, got some of the press conferences yeah. and I thought it's not only like PR speak I thought I've no idea what he's on about <laughs> and and then um, I thought at the end I wonder if the players got any idea I was never sure yeah. what 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 a Gary Monk team was supposed to do. Mm. It was it was really odd. It, it started from the first game against Wolves, and that was. I just thought maybe he was taking some time settling in, but Wolves had a plan, didn't they? Yeah. And 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 from the very start, you could see that they were just they were mm. they were playing a different way of football, and and they, it was quite clear what they were doing. And honestly, it was just really weird. A lot of forwards. Mm. We had defenders that went forward, <laughs> left loads of space behind, and just didn't seem to work. It was weird because we went from having. I think Middlesbrough are renowned to have like a more of like a defensive team. Like yeah. Obviously, McLaren was. We were quite defensive. Um, Karanka was. We were very defensive. Tony Pulis was yeah. very very defensive. And to go from Karanka style of football, defensive uh, possession football, to just pretty much all out attack, it was like a bit of a shock to everyone's system a little bit. And I think that's why we got pulled apart in the games that we did. Yeah. Um, but we weren't really. Yeah. It was funny though because although we had lots of attackers and stuff, we it, it they didn't. They all seemed to be running in the same spaces, and it, it yeah. didn't seem to be like uh, sort of very similar strikers, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It, it was. It was really odd. And then, of course, we we won the final game, didn't we? We at Sheffield Wednesday when he when he was sacked a couple of hours after. That was quite the best ironic. Performance really. of the season as well, yeah. wasn't it? Ryan Shotton scoring, yeah. and because he was another he was another person that was criticised. Why is he bringing Shotton in? And then he then he goes and sticks the ball in the back of the net, and it was so that that was really really odd to do that just right before Christmas as well. But it, it I I think it just didn't feel right at all that, that that we were we were making the same mistakes with different players. Mm. We might change Christie as, as a fullback, and then the, the next man comes in and makes exactly the same errors. It was really, really odd. Um, yeah, it, it, it was. It was, and, and we'll, we'll, we might pay for that. For what Pulis is probably saying is, we could we could pay for all those mistakes for quite a few years to come. It's mm. kind of that's when you got that's when you got your big parachute money advantage, isn't it? And 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 we uh, we, yeah, we, we we didn't spend wisely. And I think I think the manager, I get the impression the manager. It, is, is very much the man that decides who we buy each yeah. time and the scouting system goes go out and uh, the, 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 analyze the players analyze yeah, the players, yeah. yeah but the manager the manager's buying them and, and I guess you know we haven't got a director of football mm. and if you get a director of football and you've got you've got all that politics haven't you between the two people and Pulis has got the experience of actually of actually doing the deals as well I think that's what Peels will probably do at the end of the season um, there's obviously rumours that I've seen those rumours that Pani's ex, ex, uh, he's extended his contract for a by, by another year as well um, wh- wh- whether that happens but there's also when he initially signed for the club it was 18, yeah. 18 month contract so it's end of this summer he's going to be done and dusted yeah. the rumours are we'll get to take over um, but I think Tony Pulis will move up to more of like a director of football things and he always says that he's doing a lot of things behind the scenes yeah. but it makes sense to me that if you're doing all of these things wouldn't it make sense for you to actually stay for maybe one more year do what needs to be finished and then leave for like say we'll get to like start fresh or like on, a, on a blank Blankies yeah, better. that's another rumor, isn't it? Woodgate. Yeah. I'm not sure whether it's just a rumor. It, w- it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be my choice anyway. Yeah. Um, because th- earlier in the season it was Woodgate and Downing, and then when and then when Downing's had this situation where he can't play in the game, mm. then it's kind of 
Oh, maybe it isn't Woodgate and Downing then, because yeah. Tulip would have been settled by now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I mean, it, it could it could be. Pulis said, didn't he, from the very start that his main thing was to was to look at the whole club. Yeah, and, and do lots of advice. But how do you do that? I mean, uh-huh. Tony Mowbray talked when he came in that he wanted to put his philosophy over over a club, and and he said about how Hibs were still playing at that time were still playing with the same sort of brand of attacking football and the way he changed the whole club. And of course, he did a lot at Middlesbrough by bringing back um, bringing back the sort of uh, uh, looking at sc- scouting more scientifically and st- mm-hmm. uh, because Strachan had. What we had left is Scottish players, yeah, yeah, and and, <laughs> and he'd, he'd, he'd bypassed all our, mm-hmm. our uh, scouting system, and he'd also thrown out all the sports scientists, which we didn't have that much, mm-hmm. but we, we it all ebbed away, and and um, so he rebuilt all that. So, but but how how can you have a legacy from one manager to the next? It's it's mm-hmm. it's the only you you have that situation at Watford, don't you? Where where up until this manager, you've got like maybe they have two managers a season. But their their continuity is is insisting that they are almost like coaches and they have to work with a director of football and things like that. Mm. Um, but if you don't have that, it's it's very hard to see how the next manager comes in and he he's got a straight jacket of what the person before's imposed. Mm. I think the sort of things that maybe he's he's talking about is making sure that we don't spend too much in one season and so we're we're in trouble the next season. Make sure that people. Uh, graduate from the academy how, but how do you do it what, what happens when the next manager says says I, d- I don't want to do that can 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 you can you enforce that can the can the chairman say or is that one of the things he, he asks it when he when he's talking in the interview he mm. said I, I want you to promote from within in the academy what I have seen is there's a club that uh, it's Manchester City and they're doing it very slow they did it very very slowly over a period of years um, obviously Mancini was a, little, was a little bit different but with the likes of bringing, Pe- bringing in Pellegrini he was yeah. kind of like a stepping stone for the style of football they're playing to, for Pep Guardiola to come in to a very nice um, it's easier when you're Man City though it's it, easier it, it's isn't very, it it's very very it's much easier but what they're doing now and they've invested so much in the youth and they're slowly starting to churn a little bit churn those players out like yeah. Phil Foden's like a prime example um, I can't believe Chelsea's actually have brought Callum Hudson or Dye through like, like, that's actually Incredible, but um, I, th- I would like to see clubs like implement more of that um, of the of the youth players. And like the, I think the FA have said you have to have is it five homegrown players in the in right. the sixteen or something now, or is it three? I'm not really too sure. But there's going to be some things in place where they need English talent, and it's going to obviously help the national team in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, I'm, it's fantastic talent coming through all all age levels, mm-hmm. and then if they're not being played by the by the top clubs as and of course, Chelsea have been like embargoed, haven't they? Yeah. They're having such an incredible amount of players on loan, and we've had a few players from Chelsea, yeah. and 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 they become like rootless because they play for so many, so many different teams. Bamford's probably having a bit of stability when he was at Middlesbrough, help, helped his career, and then he, then it it fell again. And but he's but he's kind of an exception because how how do you how do you go forward when when you when your mother club is just loaning you out to different clubs mm. all the time? It's kind of like. Oh well, we'll keep loaning you out, and if you come good enough, we'll keep you. But if we're not, we'll we'll sell you on. Really, they've got like it's like twenty four players on loan or something. I think it's more than that. It's more. Well, that's why they've been in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you say that, but you look at some of the club, some of the players that that uh, that they've had in the, on their books that they've never really given a chance. Look, Lukaku and people like that. You mm. know, well, yeah, <laughs> he was a Chelsea player, wasn't he? And, you know, 
I know it is incredible. What I was going to say as well, um, that would you like to see more Millsby players? Well, Millsby youth players come through. There's obviously the rumor this week was Bill Halbrahimi, who's the French. Um, oh yeah. Under twenty, I think under nineteen and twenty. Mm. Um, he's set to leave the club at the end of the season. Um, either go abroad or go and go to a Premier League club. Um, just basically said he thinks he's he's ready for the big ready. Um, but it it's more or less should the club kind of keep him and then progress him in next year yeah or are we just going to let another talent go but we've never really seen much of Bill Albrahim no so no kind of... I think he's going too soon isn't he mm. if he thinks he's you know uh, I, I, yeah I think that, that they've been um, introducing more players into the training haven't they yeah. but that he, he's kind of guarded in the fact that that uh, it's a pressure cooker situation, and it, and and I, c- I can understand that that the young players go in there and and they uh, and the team's losing and the crowd gets on the back of them. It could be a problem. I remember a few years ago, Andrew Taylor mm. made his debut when we got absolutely hammered with it seven 0 at Arsenal, mm-hmm. and that was his that was his first game. But he's baptism of fire. Yeah, it was totally. <laughs> but he said that it was the words that the, that the manager said and then Southgate said the next day that, that, that really kind of set him up because he said that, that, that he, he basically, they were, the manager was so supportive of, of, of him that mm. it, 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 it could have been like a nightmare. It could have been his, his, his first and last game. It's mm. happened before. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with that in mind, um, is there any players that you've seen this year that you'd probably like to see next season in the team? Obviously, Steve Walker's mentioned quite a lot. Jed Spence, um, obviously Bill Albrahim, if, if he chooses to stay. Is there mm. any more that you would prefer? To Steve still? Walker's looked absolutely superb, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, we had quite a few play, players. It was every 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 step of the way in the League Cup, we played a more experienced side, didn't we? Mm. And we had some really good young players early on. Um, you can never see, tell how how, how people uh, are going to turn out, but it's it's. Uh, Dale Fry it's diff- very difficult for him but he, he seems to be stepping forward each season doesn't he mm. so if other people can step in in his footsteps that that's good mm. obviously we, we all want to see a local born forward and if, if Walker can do that that's oh. amazing because it's it's, it's 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 so rare and I think that's because you get so much pressure yeah. on you and uh, I would like to think that everyone would give give him if, he, if it's him or someone else would give him uh, extra sort of be extra patient with him mm. and give him more opportunity I think it call come, uh, I'd like to have I'd like to have I'd like to see Steve Walker have that opportunity and, and go on the team and it all comes down to identity and what Millsborough's identity is um, we spoke on like, the podcast and I've wrote a blog about it before about um, Middlesbrough not really having much of an identity anymore mm. um, and we've always been about Tayside Steel and having like the courage to really bounce back when we're all backs against the wall mm. um, and always thought about bringing the youth players through um, and I think if I, if I was to have a Middlesbrough identity I would kind of associate you know bringing those young players through and we've kind of went we've Lewis lost Wing? Yeah. Tavernier is, is, Tavernier's probably not we, mm. we'd like to see him in the side wouldn't we mm. Lewis Wing has established himself in yeah. the side and uh He's a gifted player. I think he's a mm. Premier League player, don't you? I mean, and to to come from Shield, I'm, 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 I, I think it's a forgotten thing that from this season mm. that we've got a couple of players in, in the the team that were playing yeah. Northern League only two or three years ago, and I think that's that's brilliant. That. I think Lewis Wing probably wouldn't. I think Lewis Wing was very fortunate to get his position this season, um, and I think if we brought in the, a couple of players that a couple of uh, more attacking players. Mm. I don't think he would be anywhere near the squad. I remember the start of the what season been, that he was very, very lucky. Well, I remember he's, he's capitalising. He has. I remember. I remember um, 
question and answer at the football club with, with Tony Pulis and Curtis Fleming and, and, and Jonathan Woodgate at the, at the start of the season. And Woodgate and Fleming said that Lewis Ring had been absolutely phenomenal in, in, in his attitude and his effort all summer, having come back from Yeovil. And they just kept talking about how he, he was really, really pushing. And, and Pulis said the same about him. It was just every training session, he was really sort of uh, asking the question, that include me, include me, because I'm, I'm I'm really going for it. So it that was brilliant. It took him a while, mm. but um, maybe maybe he wouldn't have got an opportunity. But from from this summer, they were saying that he that he was the one that stood out mm. as as having put so much effort and having improved so much. Mm. And, and 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 it's brilliant the fact that he was overlooked until he was until he was an age where most players. If they're playing in the Northern League and they're twenty, then that's it forever, isn't it? Mm. That takes a lot of sort of. Uh, it's it's good that, that that everyone gave him a second chance. The middles gave him a second chance, but it's also good that he stayed with it. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, let's let's move on. Let's chat about Fly Me to the Moon. Hi. Um, obviously, it's been founded in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, it's obviously based on Brucey Rioc. Um, yeah. Saying that if you could take one month, it'll be Tony Mowbray. Um, how did you get involved with with Fly Me to the Moon? How did that all come about? I just um, I just wrote wrote some articles really, and um, and then I used to help put it together. Used to help actually as doing some of the typing and uh, assembling it on a on a Friday night, and 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 my friends used to print it, and then we used to uh, we used to staple just long arm staplers staple yeah. and. And, and it took us hours. We used to go like the nightclub, like the, the arena, or or somewhere like that, and um, or the Havana. And then afterwards, <laughs> uh, come back and like help all the stapling, and 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 then um, eventually I, I was doing quite a lot of the uh, writing, quite a lot of the. Ed- there was there was a couple of us did like the editorial for the, for the owner, and then um, we we took it on um, as a full time thing in the early nineties, and. We always had to have like a an office for it and do it full time because, unlike other fanzines, we did it every match, yeah. and so it was a job. And in those days, uh, most of the stuff that came to us was handwritten, mm. so it had to be typed, typed in. So it was a completely different world. It wasn't like it, it was very. It was before we had like uh, uh, initially there wasn't emails and stuff. Yeah. So it took a long time to type it, especially when we were rubbish typers <laughs> and before people didn't have PCs and stuff yeah. so it's it's mad to think about that let alone no one had mobile phones or anything mm-hmm. so it was all like old fashioned typing with typewriters yeah um, it's obviously it's, it's developed a lot, no, a lot yeah. more now you've got, you got the the forum you've also mm. got your podcast as well and it's kind of mm. part of match day for a lot of fans now the fact well, that I, hope so. That's good. I think a lot of people when I was, I was, speak, I was speaking with Tom um and obviously people don't know Tom and we sell them yeah we sell them as well yeah. um, it just is it's a lot of people who, who do buy them it's just it's been part of their match day for a long long time and I think long may it continue but where do you see the flying the years. moon <laughs> where, where do you see the flying meet the moon uh, obviously more brand or like the, the product itself going in like the next like, few years uh, well always when we did it for years it was like we, when people ever asked me that in the past, it, it, we just always said, "Well, we just do it match to match." Yeah, we we, we very cliche. Manager cliche that. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but quite literally, we would pay the printer. Yeah. With what we've made, 
Liverpool. the last match. Yeah. So that's we, we there was like always get questions. Yeah, do loans and stuff like that. Well, no, because yeah. it's just that's how we do it. And but now it's season by season because it's subscri- subscription. So never really think ahead of mm. of the next season. You just hope you can survive into the next season. We have yeah. to scale it down at once a month. Yeah. About four or five years ago, and it's it's tricky to, it's tricky to sustain it. It's it's. Uh, it, it, it gets hard to do things like getting people to sell it because we don't make no one makes much money so mm. it's it's um, i'm really thankful for tom <laughs> yeah. that uh that he that he keeps doing that um so i want to keep doing the fanzine as much as possible because the forums can be quite uh to to, to manage a forum is like being a teacher <laughs> and, you, and, you, and, you, and you, you've got it's a lot of responsibility like you've seen with Facebook and all that sort of thing in 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 managing the way that, that, that people do stuff I mean the football club had a forum at one point and they just couldn't be no we can't be yeah. doing with this and because it, it and and since that day that it's social media it's, it, it gets more and more toxic it seems mm-hmm. with every year so it's it, it's quite hard to sort of in the way that it, 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 it people just get there's more and more negatives. People seem to talk yeah. themselves talk themselves down and, and talk the town down and stuff. So it's it's tricky that. Yeah, um, I was going to say, have you ever been like approached by the club at all? But obviously, the 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 Fly Me the Moon's like obviously a massive part of, of, of as well. It's recognised by a lot of fans now. Yeah. But has the, have the club ever reached out to you and said maybe we put Fly Me at the Moon as part of the program or uh, ask you to do something different? Well, Bredenborough, when there, there was two fanzines at one time, Bredenborough um, was was by Dave Allen and, and Adrian Bevington, <laughs> and uh, they they became that was like a proto program of what they could do, and obviously they both joined the football club. That was that was their road, but my road is, uh, or everyone with the flight the moon has, has never been. We've never been about that. We've always wanted to be unofficial. Yeah. We've 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 never what, but obviously meet with the club with in a, a, a forum, but I've never. Never wanted to do that at any time. Be 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 part of that. It's not because it's like we're enemies. Because I'm a Borough fan, but just believing it, believing that ethos still, the fancy mm. ethos of, of of being an unofficial thing. Mm. In, but in saying that, there's been quite a few people that have written in the fancy that have gone on to do all sorts of stuff. There's Bob Fisher that's on BBC Tees. He his first stuff he did in the media was was Fly Me to the Moon. Mm. You got D- Dan Gray. It was his first ever articles. If you check out the Daniel Gray's like. Um, He's written loads of books now, mm. um, and um, there's other people that have, 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 have gone on to become journalists, like Andrew Glover and uh, Joe Nicholson, who's just starting out now at the Sunderland Echo, that, that have had their mm. first columns in, in the fanzine, which is which is absolutely brilliant. And people have also gone on gone from the fanzine to, to work for the football club, but but no, I, 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 I'm not, it's not it's not not what it's been about ever. Yeah. Never. Not fair enough. Um, what's your favourite Borough memory? Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of ups and downs. I know. Over the last few years. And I go back. I go back to like Jack Charlton. My yeah. first season ticket was my, my dad bought me and my brother a season ticket at the, the Bob End, uh, yeah. Essen Park, which is roughly where I live now. Yeah. And um, watching Charlton's Champions play. <laughs> It was so seen a lot of things, and obviously seeing the ups and downs under Bruce Rioch, that the, where the, where the, the the club almost gone, mm. and then coming back, that was phenomenal. And but but I think that makes it more special that we finally won a cup final in, mm. in Cardiff. And I just remember afterwards that the the kind of actually in Cardiff, 
people were just sitting there in that really quiet because they couldn't sink in. They didn't, you know, didn't yeah. sink. They were just a lot of people were just like, "We've actually done something." Yeah, I don't believe it. And then obviously, uh, and then the European campaigns, which to go to places like Rome and to beat beat Roma. I don't think it quite sunk in with people that uh-huh. what we did, and then win it again, away, win away at Stuttgart. Mm-hmm. You know them sort of things, and then the, of course the quarterfinal and semi-final, which were unbelievable, yeah. great times. Um, one result in that European campaign that gets doesn't, doesn't get enough credit is when we beat Lazio. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. that's incredible result. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, and that's why I said Roma because Ro- yeah. Roma actually were. I, 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 they just got they've gone on a, an incredible run and they've gone to the top of the league unbeaten yeah for yeah. A, a long long time as well um, that's right and obviously <laughs> we beat them at our end 1-0 and then yeah. obviously Jimmy Floyd with a, that glance ahead oh phenomenal uh, yeah, yeah Stuart Downing of course is that which goal do you probably remember what's probably the best goal you've ever seen <laughs> Is is it the macaroni header? Is it sending kicked it twice? Is it the job? Yeah. Is it the job that obviously opened the scoring. The, yeah, the, and obviously Juninho has scored some goals that Juninho. were just were maybe not as important in that the way, header, but just yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, the, the 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 against Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, Emerson scored rockets. There's so he did, many. He did, he did. Yeah, yeah. And and then I go go back to a time when I was watching John Hickton when I was a kid because mm-hmm. uh, of his goals. Every every kid playing in the street or on a park, if they were in goal, they were Gordon Banks, which just died, <laughs> uh, sadly. And and if they were outfield, everyone wanted to be John Hickton. Yeah. And and th- that was amazing. We were in the second division, but it was John Hickton. There was that was ahead of anyone else in England or like Bobby Charlton or anything. They wanted to be John Hickton because he was like a, a old-fashioned centre forward. But it'd be like Gordon Banks was the England keeper. Yeah, I'm Gordon Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible goalkeeper as well. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very sad that he's yeah. he's just died. But I mean, he's he's always going to be a legend. I think he's going to be yeah. a hero to even keepers playing now yeah. and probably in the future as well. Absolutely, uh, it's where the way he conducted himself as well, and uh, just a, a a phenomenal man, I think, as well as as a keeper. Yeah. Mm. But let's move on. Uh, final part. It's Middlesbrough All Star Eleven time. Oh yeah. Um, very very difficult question. Yeah, Anyone know. that comes onto the podcast, they always struggle. Uh, we've had Yusuf on. Yusuf just couldn't oh, answer yeah. one. Um, Ian Smith couldn't answer, answer for a while. I'm glad that you've wrote it down. I've written down. I yeah. only write them down, but obviously you get your first, you get eleven, and I give you three subs as well. Oh, that's good. Um, we'll go from there. Eh? Right, let's do it. Um, I just went through this really quickly because uh, I thought I, it was the only way. Because not to argue in my, in my head. If you overthink it, it gets worse. It does. It, it does get it does. worse. It's gonna, it's gonna like a little bit more. So this, this is what I've done, right? I've got, I've got because um, my, my keepers. I've thought of this before, and sometimes I give a different keeper. Okay. Sometimes I yep. do pairs, sometimes I do Schwartz, but I'm going for Platt. Jim so Platt? So it's going back to the Jack Charlton. I've got John, and, and I've got and I've got like a Jack Charlton. Uh, I've got a lot of players in my defence from Jack Charlton because I've got John Craggs as right back, mm-hmm. who was uh, a terrific sort of uh, buccaneer, um, uh, almost could be like a, a, a wing back before before the for the day. Got Terry Cooper as left back because when I was a little okay. kid growing up, Terry Cooper played for England. And it was it was like everyone's it was at Leeds United, but it was everyone's hero. He was kind of one of the first ever attacking left backs, and when he joined Middlesbrough, just it was unbelievable. <laughs> Terry Cooper's playing for Middlesbrough, so Black Crags, Terry Cooper. Then I got Tony Mowbray. Yep. You've got to have him. The fanzine's named after him, Bruce Rayock, <laughs> and he was an inspirational skipper. And then 
not only with defender but would do some of those incredible diving headers against Aston Villa if mm-hmm. only if only we'd had him and then like, I'm going to have and then as, as my like I've got number five number six I've got, there's a lot of competition for, for number six like yeah. Gary Pallister and uh, Gareth Southgate of course but I'm going to put Willie Madgen Willie Madgen because uh, basically he went through game after game and sometimes it wasn't noticed because he didn't make any mistakes at all mm. and he could play anywhere on the pitch and make a real contribution then I'm going to have a player that wasn't here for I'm thinking I've just realised I've missed somebody out it's really key but I'm, I'm going to have uh, Bobby Murdoch on, on the right of midfield yeah. um, because yeah. although his career was almost finished his passing was was absolutely pinpoint <laughs> spot on yeah and I've realised I've missed I've, I have got I have not put Graham Sooners in but I haven't. You go, <laughs> well, you, could, well, just, you can switch it if you want. Uh, are you, you're overthinking it. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm, I'm overthinking it, aren't I? I know why I did that because I normally because Graham Sooners used, used to play number four, mm. and I've put my I've gone put my defenders. I've just written them out like my okay. defenders. Um, well, I'll stick to this for now. <laughs> um, I've got and then I've got Juninho playing in the hole. Yeah. Um, because just unbelievable. It, it, he's in everyone's top eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. He's greatest football, greatest player of all time. Are, I think so. Yeah. Some people, some people argue with me now when I say that I thought at the time that we bought the greatest player in the world. And mm. I know a lot of people just say no, that's rubbish. But he was the, he was the greatest player in Brazil at the time, yeah. and I thought he was the greatest Brazil player in the world. The best team in the world. Yeah, at that exactly. point as well. Yeah, yeah. So I've got him. Then I've got. Um, no, and, and then I'm playing with loads of forwards. <laughs> yeah, I've missed the midfield. I've, I've missed my sonus out, but there it's, we are. Did <laughs> you see that Yaya Toure team where he put like, a th- it was like a 3 yeah. 1 6? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. Yeah. That's, we'll, see, I did do we'll, it too. So. We'll play the same way. I'm not, I'll be happy to see it. Right. I've got John Ickton as my centre forward. I mentioned him quite a lot. I've yeah. got to because he was everyone's hero when he was a kid and he just scored so many goals. I've yeah. got Mark Viduka. Yeah, on the other side. Because. There was games in that in that European season mm-hmm. where he just he just they, no one could get the ball off him, could they? He was mm. just amazing. And yeah. I've got um, two players, more more recent players. Okay, I've okay. got uh, as wingers. I've got Stuart Downing. Okay, who's obviously still with Middlesbrough now. Yeah, I, I've got him as my, on my left, and I've got I've got uh, Adama Traore on the right. Traore on your right, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna put Murdoch in the centre for you. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we'll that's go, money. <laughs> we'll go with uh, a four-one-three-two. We'll play it that way. If you... Murdoch did play in the centre when Sooners was injured. So we'll stick Murdoch as your defensive midfielder. Um, obviously, Jim Platt, Craggs, Mowbray, Madrin, Cooper, Murdoch, Traore, Janino Downing, John Hickton, Mafaduke, and your three subs as well. And I'm, I'm going. Wanna... I'm going. I'm just going to go uh, all out attack. With my subs, <laughs> uh, and I, I've got Marco Branca. Well, that, that's a that's surprised me that and, um, obviously he wasn't here for much longer, and he did try to sue the club as well at one yeah. point. But I, um, that goal um, on his first touch, yeah, exactly. Local, it's just, it's it, always in the memory for everyone. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it, the goals he scored that season it was just is it incredible. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I know that the, 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 his knee just packed in and. You know, um, so I've got Marco Branca, I've got yeah. Ravinelli because um, scoring a hat trick on your debut. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ravinelli didn't play anything like as well away from home. Oh, yeah, you could <laughs> only put it side, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, we will have Alan Boxage, another player who played when he wanted to play, 
but when he wanted to play there was just nobody in, there was just nobody anywhere in, in Europe that could play as well as him as centre forward scored a phenomenal goal against against Leicester City that kind of that that, that amazing goal that Messi scored the other, yeah. the other week reminded me in a way of that that, that he just he just sort of lobbed the ball from like 35 yards and I think it came second in the goal of the month match of the day because it came second because it just was just so he made it look so ridiculously easy that yeah. it just didn't look like a great goal but mm. it was just amazing that he could do it it'd be great if like if this goal if that goal was scored mm. now mm. With, with social media and how mm. everything's like advertised now goal can trend in seconds yes. it'd, be, it'd be interesting just to see if Mills was goals like obviously the macaroni header that, yeah, that, like even a lot of people, oh, yeah. a lot of people forget about Middlesbrough's comebacks a little bit because um, just because of like social media was like just still starting out really. Um, but if it happened now, it'd be worldwide. Everyone, everyone would know who Middlesbrough are. And well, everyone needs to take needs to tell everybody to who goes to the match to look at Alistair Fountain, Alistair Family's words mm. and remind themselves every yeah. time they go to the game that why they're there and mm. what they stand for and 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 about what is possible in a way because we never thought people from my generation never ever thought that 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 could possibly happen that we could ever get those playing in those European games and that we could ever see that sort of comeback and that sort of excitement again Mm. you said Brian Robson seasons were were some of your first first games first first few games yeah and I think there was a feeling after Brian Robson that we would never see it as good again that we would never it was almost it was like a divorce when we, when we separated from Brian Robson and I think everyone thought we can never do this again and maybe Steve, Steve McLaren suffered for that because mm-hmm. people just felt he wasn't Brian Robson yeah. <laughs> even as we've said though awesome. it wasn't all brilliant under Brian Robson it was very very up and down and we lost all the key games <laughs> um, but I, that, so once again going back to to, to, to those words written on the on the on the, uh, the bridge that, that we, we never thought that that was possible uh, and, and, and it happened the impossible do you think that could ever happen again? <laughs> well can never say never no you can't and it, I would have said it never could have happened when I yeah. was a kid so mm. I think know. I think that, I think the club's suffering a hangover from that a little bit now yeah um, especially because the fans growing up now were probably born in and around that era yeah in the first few games with mm. watching Millswick beat the likes of Chelsea beat the likes of Man United go Europe um, and obviously that relegation came a bit of shock for a few fans that really yeah. didn't it and then obviously we've never recovered from it properly since yeah. um, but I'm going to be a bit sneaky um, right. what manager would you have managing this team ah. well it's funny isn't it because a lot of our best managers we've just said that with a lot of our best managers played pretty defensive systems mm-hmm. I mean yours is completely opposite You know, I think Tony Pulis would be struggling to fit this team together yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know whether Bruce Riot would either. Mm. And even though a lot of I've got a lot of players there for, from Jack Charlton era, but they're the defenders. And yeah. Jack and, and going back then, people used to call us boring, 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 because <laughs> we used to grind out loads of one nils. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's funny, but our most successful managers have played with like a sort of di- a real discipline. Mm. So, ha. <laughs> who be? It's a, hard, it's, a hard, it's a hard question and I probably shouldn't have brought it on you but I thought, no, I, I no, thought I it's a good question to ask to finish it off do you know I know he's not I know he's not there he's not he wasn't popular with so many people but 
he was the most successful he was the man that got us a, a, a cup final win Steve McLaren was yeah. the man who could win a head to head we never got we never had a giant killing under Steve McLaren in, in cups mm. he was a phenomenal cup manager and the worst thing that people used to throw at them was say was a lucky manager well you don't want an unlucky manager do you yeah. <laughs> I, 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 exactly <laughs> I think he should have never got the England job when he did. Yeah, I think it was just like it was too soon for him. I think if it, if he did maybe another season with Middlesbrough or something, or he went on to do something bigger, it's not his fault, I, I, got I, off I, it. <laughs> if someone offered me the England job tomorrow, you'd snap your hand off, wouldn't you? You'd take it, even though it's the probably one of the hardest jobs in football. It's nice to see Gareth Southgate do. I know, uh, do well. Um, it's 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 it makes you feel a bit sad because it's like he's. The only other managerial job you got was relegated. Well, it's just like obviously in hindsight, mm. but he's doing. He's doing great he great manager now, maybe he, got, he had an opportunity in the fact that he took over England at a time when some of the old older players were coming to the end as mm. well, and and I think, or maybe he would have done that, would have seen that that we needed to. Mm. It was he? He got like a fresh new talent, but he's he's come through the. He, he worked mm. at under twenty one level, didn't he? And. And it's great the sort of continuity they've got in all the different setups, and mm. they were so successful, aren't we? Our, yeah. All our youth teams, mm. and that's best won a World Cup soon. Well, Harry up said it last night. He said eight years. You never know. <laughs> uh, might win a World Cup. But um, final question before I wrap it all up: um, Where do you think Middlesbrough will end up at the end of the season? Do you think we'll play off, or do you think we'll slip out, or is promotion on the cards? Can't write it off. No, it's really critical now, isn't it? We we're just saying about having. Fortunately, we've got this pause mm. because we've. You know, having lost those three games in a row, if you'd asked me in the middle of the second half at Aston Villa, absolutely no chance we're, we're sticking around here. But if we could possibly regroup and beat Norwich, then I think the I think the belief would come flooding back mm. again for the fans and the players. It was really bad that we, we we finally turned a corner. We felt when we beat QPR at home and we beat them easily, yeah. only to lose those two. Home get back to back home games. Mm. It would have been cemented, no. Pretty, pretty much, we would have probably cemented yeah. the yeah. last position, and mm. it would be like, all right, well, let's get ready for this. Let's try a couple of systems and let's get ready to go. But mm. now we're in a, 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 a huge amount of pressure to try and kick on. But yeah, do you think we'll reach playoffs at the end I of the think, season? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we still will. I think we still will get to the playoffs. But I think we do need to hold our nerves as fans mm. as well, because if we can get some sort of performance against Norwich. It's I know it's and it's difficult because we've we've we we haven't really performed at home and that's where most people see see us but we've got nine games left and it's going to be like head to head between the coaches as well mm. I think we can still get in this, the playoffs and then and then Taylor's game yeah and if we have got in the playoffs we have almost come back from from dead haven't we? they're dead haven't we so we, we always been in the top six we've been in the top six for the majority of the season yeah mm. it, um. Pulis, when he took over, we were mid-table and then we slowly got our way back yeah. up. And we've pretty much kept there. He deserves a lot of credit for what he's done. Um, he's lost players and he hasn't really brought the attacking players back, but what he has done is he's, he just made us really solid. Um, kind of like, if you could describe it, Tony Pulis football would be like more of like hard Brexit football. Mm. Um, but I think it's I think what he's done is for a job he's done. I think he's been really solid. Um, he's at, uh, those players that left as well. Hmm. He actually, I suppose, well. uh, yeah, Traore and Bamford. He actually under Pulis, they both had like golden periods, didn't they? Hmm. He, 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 uh, we mentioned already. He, he finally got the cups, the uh, end product out of out Traore, whether hmm. whether it be cross or pass. And then Bamford had that fantastic scoring run. 
I think he's trying to he's trying to hoping that, that Fletcher can play in the same way um, out wide come in into the box and get the goals and obviously he did score, you know he, he, he did a, a, a mini run of his own mm. um, and then he, then maybe he shouldn't have shouldn't have taken him out of the team against Villa I don't know I was really ha- I'm really happy for Ashley Fletcher at the minute I know um, it's, it's, nice to see, it's nice to see him come through um, we've seen that Sunderland documentary Sun Until I Die oh um, yeah I've well, well of it, but anyway yeah. he's more of like a confidence but he's very much a confidence uh, player and yeah I think if he just gets a bit I think if he gets a run of confidence and he keeps scoring then hopefully try and keep him for one more year and see what he does but yeah whether I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago um, he, he was a, there was a foundation day of action and he was playing with he, there was three three borough players playing with disabled players yeah and he played the whole match he played in goal part of it he played up mm. upfield uh, up front and but he played the whole of the game and really uh, really sort of got stuck in and really enjoyed it and shook hands and did loads of selfies afterwards and it just seemed like a really decent down to earth guy and uh, he didn't he didn't didn't swan around at all mm. and uh, and then afterwards said that yeah a run of games means he gets a better, gets a better rhythm and that 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 helps him score those goals and um let, yeah let's let's hope that his his confidence is on the up and that um he can score some keep keep scoring um let's wrap it up oh, uh, right. thank you very much for, for coming on. where can everyone find you on the socials or in the street in the street or yeah. <laughs> they can find me in the street uh, selling fanzines outside the ground yeah. every month. Um, I've done with two next month. But yeah, it's the, the website is www.fmttm.com. And then, yeah, we do we do our own podcast um, sort of twice a month, something like that, which is uh, through South, Southside Radio. It's on the Southside Podbean. Southside is the uh, hospital radio, James mm. Cook University. Oh, perfect. Um, well, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for, for joining us. It's been the Board Breakdown Podcast. Like, share, subscribe um, to the channel. Give us five star rating on iTunes and um, share this podcast as well. It's been a really good podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>